0: If you want to know how to price the services in your physio practice better to help your practice grow even more and be more successful, then you're going to want to tune in to this episode. Welcome to the Physio Practice Success Show this show was inspired to help physio practice owners just like you to be the number one practice in your area for new patients. Hello, my name is Chaz and I'm an ex-physio, a multiple practice owner and the founder of PhysioMarketing.co. In each episode, I'll be sharing with you proven marketing strategies and tactics from top experts to help you own your area and get more new patients. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode The title is called How to Price Your Physiotherapy Services For Practice Growth This is, this episode is part 1 of a series of 4 And we're going to be covering the basics of this very, very big topic So, I want to start off by talking about a Telling a story, an analogy, right? And the story goes something like this There was a couple of owners with a big ship and its engine was broken, it wasn't working. And the owners, you know, had expert after expert after engineer after all of these experts trying to repair the engine, but they couldn't do it. In the end they heard of this old man who's been working with ships for quite some time and they call this man and they asked him to have a look at the engine to see if they can fix the engine up. So when he came, he came with a big bag of tools, right, and Then he went around the ship engine, had a look around a few corners and inspected a little bit, and after all of that, he pulled out a tiny, tiny hammer. And what he did was he tapped on the engine a couple of times, and the engine started roaring back into life. Obviously, after a lot of struggle, the owners were really, really happy with this, right? And, you know, they were really happy and asked the repairman to send them the bill. when the repairman, repairman sent them the bill and it was, you know, it was, the bill was $10,000. Now, when the owners first saw this, they were a little bit shocked because they didn't think the man did that much. They only tapped, right? So they were a little bit annoyed and they asked the man to send them an itemized list of the costs. And this is what the repairman sent them, okay? So there were two items. The first one was tapping with hammer, $2. Knowing where to tap, $9,998, right? So two items, tapping with hammer, $2. Knowing where to tap, $9,998, right? This is a great story that really, shows us the importance of value, knowledge, and experience. So really what are the key lessons? You know, this this pricing of our service is quite a big topic. So with this story, what are the biggest lessons that we can have a have a have a learner, have a think about and have you know learn more from? The analogies are and sorry the key lessons from these analogies is it's less about the effort that you you input but it's more about the knowledge and the experience and more importantly the value that you create for somebody else all right now what i want to share with you is a so because it's more about knowledge experience and value i'm going to share with you a value formula so when you think about patients and how to serve them to the highest level you know, our role is when they come to us as therapists is to create them a lot of value in their life, right? get them to that goal they want to. So the, the value formula is this, all right? It's dream outcome multiplied by perceived likelihood of achievement, all right? So when a patient comes into you, they come with a particular goal in mind. That's their dream outcome. So they wanna get to an AFL game, uh, they wanna start working in front of a desk, Whatever that goal is, all right, that's their dream outcome. Multiplied by the perceived likelihood of achieving that goal. How, how well do they think you can help them get to that goal? All right, that's very, very important thing. So dream outcome times by perceived likelihood of achievement or divided by time delay, so how fast can it happen, multiplied by... Effort and sacrifice on our patience end. All right, so this includes the home exercises, all these kind of things. All right, so if you have a look at it, or overall, dream outcome times by perceived likelihood of achievement, all divided by time delay times by effort and sacrifice, that equals value. Now, if you have a look at this, if you have a look at the the, the ship engine example, all right, let's really look at it. So the owners got exactly what they were after. They got the engine working, all right? And the perceived likelihood of achievement, it was 100%, right? Because it started to hum again, started to work again, right, divided by time delay. How quickly did it happen? With a couple of taps of a hammer. That's all it took. And how much effort and sacrifice did the owners of the ship make? Zero, right? So, what you want to do in this is in this top line in this formula you want to make the 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 two figures or the two values if you want to call it that on the top of the line as big as possible you want to make the the values on the bottom of this line as little as possible that's how you increase a lot of value Right? So the reason why I share this story is as we are treating our patients, this is the same sort of mindset that we need to have to increase a lot of value for them. So, keeping this formula and this story in mind, let's keep going. All right? Let's the first thing when it comes to making getting your prices right is understanding costs of the clinic. All right? So, there's two main categories for this. The first one is direct costs. So these are the costs that are typically tied directly to patient care. Right. So that's the actual therapist who's treating it, the place where you are treating it, right, and the equipment that you typically need to treat them. I'll give you an example: this, the, the the wage of the therapist. So it could be the physio, the massage therapist, or whoever the podiatrist, whoever that is the rent for the actual place, the room that you're hiring. Without the room, you can't really treat them anywhere. And the equipment, you might need ultrasound machines, you might need Pilates machines, you might need exercise, dumbbells, all that kind of thing. These are direct costs, all right? And the indirect costs are things that are not directly tied to generating revenue, but they help to help these direct costs generate revenue. All right. So, for example, indirect costs are admin staff at the front desk or whoever's helping out, physio assistants maybe. All right? Professional development. You know how much um, how much I'll be learning about you know, our services to improve our services for our clients or for our patients. Cleaning, for example. All right. But indirect costs are necessary because they help the direct costs be more profitable. All right. Let's just let's just have a look at an example. For example, right. So admin staff wages. This could be someone at the front desk that are actually taking the bookings of the of, of the patients. If they're not there, your therapist can't treat. They're the the admin staff are the ones who are booking people into the diary. Or you know. Uh, so they're a very very important part of it. All right. Professional development is something that we need, to do, we need to do as physios and therapists to really make sure that we are staying current with the current with you know what we know and the knowledge in the space to help deliver a better service and a product. right because obviously if we don't do that, you know everyone else could do that and you can let be left behind, therefore you cannot stay competitive. right? So you can see how professional development will help direct costs and direct revenue right cleaning obviously if you have a pretty messy place and a dirty place they may not the patients may not like to come there so cleaning actually helps the the revenue generating activities as well so it's very very clear to understand you know are all of these costs that are actually happening within your practice are they actually helping you to generate revenue are they revenue generating items obviously if they're not you know, we need, probably need to think about getting rid of them or improving them or changing them. And obviously if they are, that is great. This, so knowing these costs and, and how to now price your, the services where, this is where an accountant comes very, very handy. right? So if they have a look at the books, they can look at what, what, what all the costs are and then what needs to be done or what kind of margin do you want to make sure that you are not only covering your costs but you are profitable as well. right This is the most basic part of it. Second is market research and pricing, right? So this is where you we really need to make sure that we have a look at our competitors, have a look at the other clinics and practices around us and the services they offer to see what prices uh, they are they're offering, what, what are they charging all right because it can, if, if there's quite a few practices that are charging a similar amount of, um, amount of money for, for, the, for the appointments, that might be an indication as to how much patients are willing to pay for this service in your area, in your practice area, All right? And, but what I want to encourage and what I want to mention is, if you go back to that value formula that we mentioned earlier on, we always got to be thinking how can we actually change this? How can we create, how can we not only, how can we not focus on how much we're charging, right? But how can we focus on how much value we are creating? That's a big, big thing. Just because the practices around us are charging a certain amount, doesn't mean that's what we need to be around. We need to start thinking about, instead of just, this is the amount, this is a set amount what people are willing to pay, maybe, and often there is, Right? What are some other ways to increase the value so we can change how much we can charge? Right? And obviously, doing the market research and pricing and understanding the demographics of the area as well. So, uh, understanding what you we know—the age group of the uh, the population that's around our practices. All right? The income levels. Obviously, when you have People that are with a higher income, they tend to spend a bit more on things. So that's something that we need to factor in, all right. And what do they value? For example, you could be in an area where it's an elderly population, and you know they truly, truly value about being independent and mobile and maintaining that level of independence. This is what they truly, truly value. Or you could have, uh, you could be in an area uh, at the other end of the age spectrum. You could be in a very, very parent rich area all right, with lots of babies and kids that all they care about is making sure that their babies are well in a sense of movement breathing or the pediatric physio sort of thing all right? or you know you could have a lot of athletes around your area running sports could be a very big part of where you are in your community in your local area and because of that that's what they value. And because of these things, because of these reasons, we can start to think what people value more and then we can adjust how we bring that value to that patient when they come to us and using that formula to try and change things around to provide them more value so price becomes not relevant. It's all about the value that you create. All right. so this is where I just talked about the value-based pricing. right, so a lot of practice owners, including myself when I was running them, we are purely focused on cost and not charging, not overcharging, right? But there's a saying in business, if you only focus on your price and lowering your price, there's only one way to go, which is down, right? So that is a very dangerous place for a profitable physiotherapy practice to be. Instead of focusing on price, we gotta think about what kind of value can we bring into our patients? That is going to, that's going to remove the the focus away from pricing to Mm. value. That's the most important part, okay? Um, As I mentioned, I just wanna cover this value equation one more time because it's quite an important one, all right? So let's cover the value. So whenever we are helping our patients, what we really wanna do is influence These four parts. All right, let me cover them again. So value equals to dream outcome multiplied by perceived likelihood of achievement. All right, so they want to get to an AFL game. That's their goal. How likely do they think you are helping them get to that point? All right, this is what's important. All right, and you want to maximize these these two things. You want to make sure that the perceived likelihood of achievement is as high as you can, right? So in other words, you being an expert in, let's just say AFL and, and this particular injury gives you that authority and they will have a perceived likelihood, increased perceived likelihood of, of them being, then getting to their dream outcome because of your expertise, right? And so dream outcome times the perceived likelihood of achievement, all divided by time, delay, times, effort, and sacrifice. All right so we gotta think how can we make this process as fast as possible because remember everything in the bottom of this um, equation you want to try and decrease as much as we can we're going to rec- decrease the number of amount of time that it'll take for them to get there right and the effort and sacrifice so obviously home exercises and things like that are very very important but this is where not giving them 10,000 exercises, but picking the ones that are super important, all right, that's going to move the needle the biggest, picking them. Because you want to try and reduce the effort and the sacrifice as well. Because um, th- that means if we're doing that, they're, they're, there's, there's less effort on their part, and, and you're taking that risk away from them, all right? So you're giving them a higher likelihood of achievement because you're taking on the risk for them. Right. so i just want to mention that so number four when you have a patient with you how do you communicate these value parts and how do you increase value when a patient's there with you obviously this is quite important firstly i just want to mention that typically a patient will come to your practice because they feel like going back a slide they feel like this is going to work out for them. They feel like it's valuable for them to come to your practice. That's why they that's why they come to you in the first place. So, alright. So, obviously, that's a whole different conversation about creating value up the front end to get them to the practice. But when it comes to how do you create that same value when you're when you're in front of the patient, when the patient's in front of you. Alright. So You know, I've mentioned here Google reviews. These are things that you can put on the front end, on the marketing end, to get more patients back into to create that perceived likelihood of achievement. All right? You being... So how do you you communicate these four things to your your patient when they're there? So ideally what you want to do is let's just pick out a shoulder injury, supraspinatus, grade two, tear, let's just say. You want to make sure that, you know, you let them know that if you've treated it, you, you let them know that you've treated this injury and this is the outcome that we've got. And this is the kind of, achieve, this is the level that they've got to after treating it this way. Doing that gives them that perceived likelihood of achievement, which is their dream goal, right? They want to heal their supraspinatus tear, And letting them know in a very, very clear way, all right? So if they've got, if they... Uh, Got a certain time frame to achieve things being realistic with the time frames and reducing that as much as possible That's quite important as well right, but when it comes to effort and sacrifice the biggest thing I mentioned previously is you want to make sure that you don't load them with 10,000 exercises, but only pick the few that move the needle and have the biggest impact on the patient So decrease the effort and sacrifice that's needed on their end as well. That's very very important Okay, so these are some of the ways you can really improve the value you're giving to the patient when they're with you one-on-one. Right? And so once you so all of these things that we mentioned will help you set a price for your for your physio services and other services that are that you're offering in your in your practice, right? But what about when you have created these when you've set these prices, is it a set and forget thing? Obviously not, right? There's a lot of factors that's going to change. So once you've made a decision on pricing, you know, based on value, right? obviously it's not set in stone. Your ideal way to do this is review the pricing of your services every quarter. All right? So you make this a priority to review your books maybe. Uh, as to what's going on, look at those indirect and direct costs and see what kind of margin that we want and then we'll obviously be setting the prices according to those margins, right? And obviously, as things are moving, as time is ticking, there's a thing called inflation as well. Your rent's gonna go up, you know, the wages that your, your employee's gonna expect, that's gonna go up, the cost of equipment's gonna go up, a lot of things are just going up and up, which is part of that indirect costs anyway. Right, so this is where a regular, a quarterly review of your pricing is so very important because if you don't do that you're going to squeeze your margins and squeezing your margins and having less in your in in your hands in your pocket to actually grow the practice can actually stunt the growth of your practice as well So this is why it's quite important to review it quarterly so you keep a good healthy amount of funds in your uh, resources within your clinic to make sure it's growing quarter after quarter so I hope that was useful, all right? If if that was, uh, please feel free to visit our website. And uh, there's there's lots of great checklists there, lots of great uh, material there, browse through them, uh, articles and things like that. And as I mentioned, this is just the first episode out of a series of four. So I look forward to seeing you there. Until then, take care.